Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Your Making It Worse is brought to you by the Elliot Glazer On-The-Go Pube Trimming Kit. How many times have you, like Elliot, found yourself making eyes with a stranger at a truck stop only to remember, my pubes are a mess? Well, not anymore. The Elliot Glazer On-The-Go Pube Trimming Kit features everything you'd need to quickly prepare your genitals within 90 seconds for an anonymous rendezvous or your money back. The kit comes with stencils, a solar-powered trimmer, a tiny broom and dustpan, and 12 different quick-dry colors ranging from jet black to hot pink and neon green. The kit was recently endorsed by the Association of Flight Attendants and the National Alliance of Doomsday Preppers. As the founder, president, and CEO, Elliot Glazer always says, quote, The greatest danger facing America isn't backsliding democracy or AI run amok. It's unkempt pubes. Join me in building a better society for future generations. Now, on to the show. Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. Alan, start it now. Oh my God. <laughs> Not even once. On the week of all weeks, when I'm in mourning, you can't give it to me. <laughs> Gotta steal it. Um, no, I, I just wanted to thank because last week I posted about my dad's passing and how complicated the relationship was and the situation with him and finding out when I did and all of the things. And um, a lot of people from the podcast reached out and they I was surprised because I thought I know a lot of people have complicated relationships with their parents, but I was surprised at the volume of people who were like, I relate to this. I relate to mm. like having a loss of a parent that you didn't, you weren't necessarily close with and how you feel weird mourning because like you weren't close, but at the same time you're mourning. And I feel like a lot of queer people also experience that because of the relationships with their parents and complicated things. And I was just really taken aback by how many people reached out and told their stories and sort of talked about the process of grieving and all of that. And it just, it, it, I wanted yeah. to thank everyone because it meant a lot to me and um, yeah, it's a hard time. So it's, it's been, that's yeah. why, we didn't, I mean, that's not why we didn't have a, yeah, that's not why we didn't have a podcast last week for the record. We had a scheduling. Oh, true. I was ready. I was going to pull through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you're, you're a trooper. The show must go on. 
but um, I did cancel everything else though. By the way, I like took off work. And yeah, I- but but to your point, I mean, people are like, you know, we live in a world where, you know, uh, uh, familial relationships. You know, even though everyone can say like my family is more dysfunctional than yours, yeah. there is still a forward-facing um, nature to parental relationships where, it, you know, Mother's Day and Father's Day are just treated with this sort of, you know, nonchalance. And then you forget that like when people don't have their parents or when they have more complicated relationships with their parents, you know, it's it it is obviously harder so but i think it's just you know to your credit it's like not really talked about as much and, well, and uh, also, you know it's nice. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast but like even just like my relationship and conversations with you guys as dads it's always been very difficult for me to have conversations with adult yeah. and fatherly figures in my life because i never i had a great stepfather but even he was a little bit distant and so hmm. i never really knew how to have that father-son relationship or how that existed or how to communicate in that way and it's you know you guys as dads that literally and parents in general but literally like helped me see kind of like oh well dads can actually be like cool and chat and like be normal mm, and not yeah. like aggressive and weirdly masculine and 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 judgy and all of the things you know it's it's a uh, yeah. it's a uh, that's a sobering part for me that i'm glad i have that i have access to that in my life but at the same time yeah. it also is sort of like when it's when it's done and final and like he's gone like my actual dad it is sort of yeah. a, it's a bummer that like I never could have that. Like I never could yeah. have that kind of relationship. So it's complicated. It's very complicated. But yeah, yeah I'm grateful for yeah. all the sweet messages. And um, yeah, I love that people know me so well that they send me stupid memes and they send me nudes and they send me weird things. <laughs> oh, wow. Because people know me and I love it. I, th- I find it to be a very warm, comforting thing. <laughs> That's that's great. Maybe Alan, maybe for your forty first birthday, I'll send you a picture of my balls. Well, that's going to be oh my god. Here, so yeah, great. I'll wait for that. <laughs> yeah, right. Brent says my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> my nuts. I got that from you. I know, uh, but uh, of course, it. Alan. We, you know, we love and support you dearly as a friend, <laughs> and you know, we all of our <laughs> listeners of this podcast are aware of the fact that you, you know, had a not a f- strong relationship with your biological father, a much, much better relationship with your stepdad. But of course we are still so sorry to hear it because yeah. you know, it's so it's even, even when you aren't close um, and you find out that your it's father passed months ago, it's still a loss. Yeah, absolutely. We're here for you. And our listeners are too, which is lovely, lovely to hear as well. Lovely. Well, let's get to the topic. I want to talk about that. Because I have a Great. lot this to is, say about this topic. This is very important. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've on, I've often laughed and uh, 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 griped on this podcast and in the real world about the buff- the completely uh, completely befuddling nature of um, gay underwear and the idea that like. I know what Andrew Christian is or like <laughs> right. to exist that I ever understood that I ever even like had to acknowledge that this was a thing. I could not, I still, to this day, I'm like, I can't believe there's like gay underwear. Yeah. But there is. And a very uh, popular and uh, well-known brand is indeed Andrew Christian. So Andrew Christian, uh, uh, the brand recently released a line of underwear and swimwear called Thick. Um, and this line was designed and quote proportioned specifically for thicker body types, and it ran runs from small to two XL. So they, you know, 
I think you could say they got with the times, you know, it was, it was obviously now is more of a moment than ever to, mm -hmm. to take on body inclusivity and, and different I shapes and that. sizes. And I'll do that, but I'll explain that when, in my response. Okay. So that was, that's, you know, they, they were catching up with the times one might say. Um, so they announced on Twitter uh, and included um, plus size models in their promo material. Mm -hmm. And then people questioned, people got mad um, and questioned whether the imagery and the models were still inclusive enough to warrant um, the label hashtag inclusivity, which they put um, on the, on the pictures. Um, and yeah, it's like, a, it's a, it's a mix of different sized men Um some tattoos, some bigger than others. You know, of course, they're all in underwear, and the underwear says thick. Uh, yeah, the, so under <laughs> the underwear says thick. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Can I say uh, this yeah. is inclusive? Can I can I shout this out a little? Yeah, bit? yeah. I just want I just want to add before you do that. I just want to add that it that people were saying on Twitter that the reason they were people were complaining on Twitter was they were saying uh that there was not a diversity of skin color um they said the title for thick comes from aave which is african american african american vernacular english um the light brown people are all nude whereas the darker brown people aren't um and somebody said so is the word inclusivity the word inclusivity is nowhere in this ad out of all the thick black brown men that are LA entertainers, you're telling me not one or two were available. Really? I yep. know plenty. Not to discredit the light-skinned men, but a thick chocolate man could have been featured okay. just as well. Uh, but, that's the quote of the week, a thick chocolate man. Go ahead, Alan. No, it's true though. They make a great point in that, you know, we live in a day where like, this is not the print campaign. They're not posting, they're not putting this campaign in magazines and stuff. This is all for social media. There is nothing against having multiple images showing a range of races and different types of people in your advertising campaign, especially considering it's all web and social media based. You have the options for a plethora and companies do this every fucking day. Good American, Fenty Makeup. So many different brands show different sizes and races and spectrums of people because they have the ability to show Walmart. Well, Walmart even, they have the ability to show lots of different types of people in their campaign. So I call bullshit on that mm -hmm. and I agree with them in that. Also, just to like, as the fatter one here, Brent, insert. Oh, oh you. Thank you. Um, as the fatter one here, I want to explain something about sort of shopping while fat and experiencing how to shop. Because it's different for, plus size is usually relegated to women's apparel, which is the plus size usually starts at 16 or 18, which is the size, which in male comparison would be like an XL or 2XL. So average sizing in most establishments stops at 2XL. It stops at XXL. And then from there, it gets into plus size sizing, which is the separation. So the 16, 18 or 3X and up. The fact that it stops at 2XL just shows not only how limiting this, this is actually not a plus size inclusive campaign. This is a traditional campaign that just has some thicker people in an ad. But the actual sizing is everything that you can get at Walmart, at Target. I can't go into a store and buy clothes half the time because they don't have clothes in my size. I have to have it made or I have to order it online, et cetera. And you can go into a store and get a 2XL very easily, very, very easily. And yeah. so it's not inclusive. It is actually a slap in the face to larger bodies who want to be a little sexy. You know, it, it, it's funny because I, I didn't pick up on that the first time around. And I remember 
thinking like it was it was strange that the thick campaign started with a small. And I remember, I, I guess the is the concept that it's 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 structured a little differently, such that no, it's not. It's the same old fucking underwear, like, right? I and mean, it's just underwear, right? Yeah, you don't structure just like Michael always says about like dressing for me versus like Naomi Smalls or other girls who are like normal size, like normal quote unquote standard sizes. Is that there's no difference in sort of how you make the garment. It's all different in sort of how you size the garment and where you put stuff. And so like the actual process of making it and the actual thing is essentially the same as what it would be for a small, but it's, mm -hmm. it's being aware that like you, yeah, you have to use more fabric and stuff. And this comes down to them not wanting to spend money on larger sizes, which is, and they're not even going to be spending that much more money because it's underwear. There's not that much fabric. So like it blows yeah, the way yeah. they couldn't go to 4X, 5X. I mean, the standard for plus size is to go to 4X. If you look at women's apparel, yeah. plus size, it usually goes to 5X. And the average American woman is in that range of 16 to 20. And so men also are probably in a similar range in terms of extra large and 2X and 3X. So like, why not just offer well, that's it? A, that's a huge part of it is that they said, we tried to introduce 2XL like 10 years ago, but the launch wasn't successful. So obviously they wanted to reintroduce it in 2021 and that the launch was overwhelmingly successful. So now they launch thick for thicker body types. And also they write in the ad, sexy is not a size. It's like, guys, <laughs> I mean, I understand and appreciate the desire to reach a, a more inclusive audience. Mm -hmm. However, I didn't know. I didn't. Didn't. I would never have thought of that point that you made, Alan. And that's also what I mean is that like people wildly... they don't think about two X as being a plus, not right size because you're because you're thinner. Which is why would you know that? Right. Yeah, and and on top of that too, like I will say, it's weird to I don't know. It's very weird to, I guess, have to do the job of picking the models for this for the ad or this kind of ad because it all it, it is all about diversity and i mean for the most part <laughs> the guys in the ad are not over like, yeah they're not heavy yeah they're mm -hmm. thicker i know but two, they're not I know the two bigger ones too <laughs> um yeah that one guy is yeah, from yeah. the it's from learn the words and and then kick moss is the and they're and great they're they're good people and i'm glad that they got this campaign i just think this campaign doesn't go far enough because Frankly, there are lots of different types of gay bodies out there that are in the spectrum of larger to small, and it is not a big deal nor hard to be able to make underwear. It's not jeans I'm talking about. You're not using that much fabric. It's underwear that has no ass to it. There is no fabric on this underwear. It is not hard for you to go to 6X, 7X. Like, you can go crazy. Yeah. That's exactly why I I think this I, I I think that like gay underwear is just the silliest concept and like <laughs> the way that Brent what did you say last week or recently like you would never ever ever imagine spending money on Funko toys I think you said yeah, yeah that's toys it. it's like this is something that in my head I cannot compute I spending a lot of money on underwear that says Andrew Christian or, or I mean, like to I exist. Underwear. I get underwear. I get why people get off on underwear. That's not a problem for me. Like gay underwear, sure. Feel sexy in it because it's a it's a form of lingerie. I'm into it. Cool. That, I have no problem with that. But it's not hard to be inclusive with a piece of a garment that doesn't take that much fabric. It is not difficult. Can, so can what I, do you think? That, 
Wait, can I throw this out real quick? Please. Uh, I happen to live near a what I think is a gay underwear store. It's called Lustern, hmm. and it's right <laughs> underneath the gay bar. And it opened up like maybe six months or a year ago. And their hours, it's it's like they're it's like they're in like an emo post office. They're they're open <laughs> uh, every day. They open at two o'clock in the afternoon, and they usually close at eight. And on the weekends, they're open until 10 p.m. I think because of the gay bar that like Loose guys and that makes sense. Lustern, L-U-S-T-E-R-N. With an umlaut. Lustern. With an umlaut. Yes. That's oh, I don't know what L- this is. Brent. I don't think this this is not this is a queer gallery. It's definitely not. Um... No, I've, I've been inside. They have mostly like thongs and shit. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is like alt to me from what I'm seeing just on Instagram. It's like very alt east side uh a gritty um eagle type uh uh-huh. wares so it feels uh-huh. like to me it feels i mean even the dildos are terrifying so oh. <laughs> they are scary and alt i guess everything on this seems very alt very to me alt. so it's i will say just for just for like a, a little bonus if you want to see some insanely um in, insanely out of touch um completely incorrect so, uh social media content you need to follow andrew christian the actual guy i don't know if his name is actually oh. andrew christian but the face of the company makes videos that are so like a boomer who was just handed a phone <laughs> oh, no. with like sexy models and it's like it's a it's genuinely like jaw-droppingly bananas yeah because um, he's very <laughs> self-serious and very like tries to be very sexy and it is oh wow it's, it's tragic it's it's tragically goofy well that sounds that that will make brent join instagram again uh, i will i will i will join instagram i will follow him <laughs> end of discussion but not us <laughs> no there i don't like your feeds not even joking. Well, I am particularly delighted this week to welcome our guest. Uh, she is an incredibly talented stand-up comedian currently living in New York. Everyone, please welcome Shalewa Sharp. Hey, Shalewa. Hi. Hello, everyone. You were, about, <laughs> you were just talking about being hateful and how I feel like I give off a sunny, positive energy, but when you really know me, you know that I'm, like, rotted and hateful most of the time. Yeah. Like. Do you guys, I mean, do you guys bond on being hateful at all? I know Brent and I do. Uh, oh, wow. Am I hateful? I don't, hateful is such a strong word. Am I, uh, I mean, I, I think I'm more jaded than anything. And even yeah. then, I don't know if I'm putting on jaded. I used to put on jaded. Mm. Like, ugh, been here, yeah. done all of this. I was 23. What have I done? I didn't even go to college. So how am I like, uh, I've lived this life. I wasn't an old soul as a child. None of that. Um, But now that I am 50, I'm like, uh, it's not jaded. The jaded has kind of faded away. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, good for you. Look at you, young buck. Yeah. 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 I, I have found as I've gotten a little bit older, uh, these last few years, I found myself sort of letting go of some of the contempt that I had for certain people, yes. uh, certain things, 
certain types of posts or whatever that used to kind of just get under my skin and make me really mad. I've just sort of become, which isn't to say that I'm totally Zen about life uh, uh, at this point, but I, I definitely feel like I've let go of like maybe 25, 30%. I've always found you to be me. more emotional. That's the surprising thing that I think people who don't know. Yes. Are so, you're more emotional than people expect and only people who know you see yeah. it. So maybe, maybe we'll make them cry today. Who knows? Let's try. I think we should try. I actually have been crying all weekend for almost no reason. So. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, there's a reason. It's the planets. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Well, uh, Shalane, we are so excited to have you on the podcast. You are originally from Atlanta. Is that correct? That is correct. Oh, I love Atlanta. Yeah, they, they're, they're doing all right. I mean, they're, acting a little brand new right now you make a marvel <laughs> movie or two and suddenly right. you're like oh, we could double rent and i'm like bitch no you can't <laughs> but you know, you're still atlanta sorry <laughs> you're still atlanta let's get it straight yeah. but uh you know in their in their heart uh i i i see them i i i see what <laughs> what we've come from i still respect it and you know, how long are, it, wait, wait, hold on. Let me throw please, this out yeah. just real quick. Sorry, Elliot. Yeah. Because this is, this is, and this is something I'm becoming sort of obsessed with. Atlanta really is, I mean, obviously you just touched upon this, but it, it's really having a moment where I think it is sort of emerging as like the preeminent city in the South and like really is sort of becoming like a world city. Like, what's that like for you? Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why they couldn't have done that while I was still there, <laughs> um, but I get it. Everyone has to move at their own pace, including Atlanta. Yeah. Um, it is kind of wild to watch. Um, Atlanta already has a history of, um, like burning reinvention is the nice madonna way of saying it but burning itself and then having to rebuild is how it actually right. looks on the ground yeah um i guess we can blame sherman during the civil war for that right. but <laughs> yeah. they're constantly atlanta's constantly kind of tearing down things um and then having to rebuild and they're like okay this time we're gonna do it right uh like yeah. a a little bit like a, a divorcee, just like I, I'm gonna get it right this time. Yeah. And um, this time, it really what they're becoming. It, it seems to have legs. Yeah. And yeah. like really growing. They're you know they're calling it Yollywood, which is oh. so bad. But <laughs> oh, no. I understand. Yeah. Um. Uh. But that's uh, again, anyone calling it Yollywood is also calling it Hotlanta, and that's how I yeah. know you are not from there. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> But uh, it's it's definitely interesting to see it kind of grow yeah. um, and to see uh, areas change for like a second or third time, because mm. I I mean, I've I've been in New York uh, now about 10 years yeah. and I I'm originally from New York. I was born in Brooklyn. And then when I turned eight or so, my family moved to Atlanta. <laughs> so all oh, my book learning's been there. Yeah. Right. Um, but um, so I've seen it go through uh, quite a few changes. And again, I'm an old broad. So I remember the Olympics and how Atlanta right. uh, and tried that bombing, to, you know, scary bombing. Oh, yeah. Yes. That that terrible bombing. And then like coming back from that and then um when suddenly we are uh the the rap capital you know right. seeing i i saw that happen and um and then just kind of trying to figure out where atlanta is and now it's like oh you know where we are we are 
um, and even more southern L.A. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right, right. Only, it's right across the bottom there. I don't know if it even <laughs> when they're like, it's the south. And I'm like, well, so is L.A., y'all. But it's OK. Uh, you yeah. Whenever been, people bring up Atlanta, whenever people bring up Atlanta, I um, one of my fun like facts that I throw out because I'm like, oh, I know this thing about mm-hmm. Atlanta is that one of the people you would never expect to call it home up until recently. He just moved recently. But for like like 20 years. He called Elton John. Hmm. Called Atlanta. Oh yeah. Home. Oh Atlanta. my God. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I, uh, I helped him at uh, Barnes and Noble when I worked wow. in the music department oh of Barnes God. and Noble. Yeah, he had a um, he had a, a fellow who would carry his wallet. Oh my God. And and he had you know how stores have those membership cards where yeah. you you buy a, a annual membership and you can pay you save like twenty percent off of yeah. My man had one. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I was Even like, Elton oh, you John. mean it. You're going to be here for a while. You remember what you he was wearing? Like, Do I remember? He was wearing a, a sweatsuit. This was like. He love a tracksuit. Early, track early aughts. Yeah. So it was wow. a tracksuit. Nothing, nothing flashy, but it was clearly him. But he also was around enough that it was like, oh, yeah, that's Elton John. He lives wow. right down the street. Of course, he would. Be here. We're in the neighborhood where people like this would come and buy. And he what I remember is that he kind of had a list of music that he wanted to try. Oh, he wanted to listen to. So he was just plucking out like Lorena. Anything anything he knew. He's actually pretty famous for um, being a dick, staying very no, staying very um, up to date on modern songs, which is in modern artists. He wants to stay abreast of like what's happening, which is why he has made songs with Britney and Dua Lipa in the past few years that have actually done really well. Mm-hmm. And Charlie Puth, he's he's very into like keeping up with with young acts. So I, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, he really he was buying. He asked um, me for a recommendation. Wow. Um, and I <laughs> I pointed him in a couple of directions. One was Kevin Federline. He had her album out at the time. <laughs> if that lets you know roughly what oh time we're talking God. about the Popo Zao era. And um. <laughs> Uh, I don't I can't remember if he bought that or if he was like, you are insane. Um, but then I also <laughs> suggested uh, like this um, kind of slightly soulful, slightly Frenchy electronic act called um, General Electrics. And I was like, I've, I've been really into this. And so he bought that as well. But oh, yeah, fun. are you a music, a music nerd? Like I hate using that term, but are you a music uh, aficionado? I guess I, I do enjoy it. I am. I am having. I wouldn't say a hard time keeping up. I just don't have the need to uh, keep up like I did. But I did work in like an independent record store in the 90s. I'm a very high fidelity yes. person. Yes. So I worked in the indie record store in the 90s. And then I worked in Barnes and Noble, like in the aughts in the music department. Um, and I, uh, I, I then went to work for a place where they did like marketing, like information and so mm. i had to do research on musical acts oh, wow. and their like online footprint and oh, wow. kind of help track that kind of stuff so i was like really in it mm-hmm. um and now i don't have to keep up with what's new i just try to make it a point yeah. to if yeah. i read up on something i will look that person up on youtube and then look at all the things that youtube suggests like yeah. hey if you do this and give that a try. So I'll the, do that like once the algorithm uh, once or twice efficient. a week. I do yeah. want to Yeah, they they're I mean they kind of know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> wanna I want to ask you about one of your other jobs because 
this was a piece of your information mm. that I am obsessed with. You had a show, a solo show called Don't Reach in the Bag mm -hmm. about life lessons you learned mm -hmm. in a porn shop. I love porn. I think this is really great. Mm -hmm. I want to know more I about do. life lessons you learned. Ellie does not. <laughs> okay, so I do. I'm still doing the show all yeah. over. Um, and I, uh, I did. I worked in that time in between Barnes & Noble and the indie wow. record store. I worked in a uh, porn <laughs> no, no, he wasn't there. There were <laughs> celebrities. There were some, but not not Elton. That would have been too big unless he yeah, sent someone in for him. That's yeah. possible. But uh, yeah, no, I am. Um, I worked there about six years and some change wow. in like the late 90s and the early aughts. So um, I watched the VHS turn into DVD. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So basically any place that sold a particular kind of media, I have. I've worked there um, and it's all faded now, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I learned one of the things I kind of learned was how to, um, I don't know, like, I don't want to say just be chill, but just to see people and like, Oh, these are the things that they're into. Mm -hmm. Great. Wonderful. And not be so like judgy because yeah. you just kind of don't know what's going on with folks. Oh, definitely. so and you also have to kind of keep a cool head because you don't know what anyone's going to do in this environment. Yeah, because people kind of feel like they're in that environment. They can do or say anything and you need to be. I don't know if it's the voice of reason, but you, you need to show them I'm not really in the mood for any bullshit like mm -hmm. come in yeah. get your love which is what i call the movies <laughs> uh you know rent your love buy your love whatever and then go elsewhere because we didn't have viewing boots right at that right, location right and then uh and then you know bring it back hopefully wipe it down bring Ew. it back yeah oh, right that's right. why it's called don't reach in the bag you know <laughs> my god gloves 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 yeah so like gloves 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 it's it's like i i still remember the first I mean, you know, this is I mean, obviously, I, I came of sexual age during the Internet, but there was still uh, there was still like a reason to go to a, a rental. Like there was one gay porn rental store in greater metropolitan Detroit. And I remember going to it. In fact, that's where I was when the blackout happened. Wow. <laughs> um, remember that, that big blackout uh, yeah, uh, on the East Coast in 2003? Yeah. Um, I think I was there. I was driving back. I, I'm forgetting exactly. But I remember. Uh, I remember like being there and being like, fuck, I have to need I need to make sure I have enough gas to get home because it was like an hour from my house. But anyway, yes. Um, were there ever like like did you did you bond with people o over time or or was it sort of the opposite? Did you find that people were kind of like cold and aloof with you because you worked there? Um, you run into there are people who want to be cold and aloof, but you also the store was 24 hours. And we worked um, like on average six days a week was folk was considered full time. So we were there a lot and we saw yeah. people a lot. And once they realized, oh, you were going to continue to be here, <laughs> then I guess I need to I don't know what I was judging you for. <laughs> right. um, like and, and you're not there. I think there's a little bit of worry um, because you think, oh, I don't know how how this person's going to respond to seeing me all the time. Mm -hmm. And that could be um, that could be a thing of most of our um, clientele is like 98 percent male. 
but there were a good number of women who worked there. And so there is a little bit of, oh, no, I'm I'm trying to go into a safe space and there are women in here like, well, no. So there's a little bit of that. But then it's after a while, they're like, oh, you're just doing a job. Yeah. So I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And once once you kind of win that trust with them, once they see that you're not someone who's going to fly like. Yeah. Just go out into the street and tell their business, even though no one knows them, then they're a bit more comfortable. Now, they also um, when you run into them in the street, because you will, because there are so many, (laughs) you will see them in the street. You have to let them like determine how the interaction. You're you're like a therapist. You can't say hi first. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. 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 So there was that. But yeah, no, you made friends. You you made a, a, a a lot of friends. You saw some of these people like three, four times a week. Yeah. Oh, did the store <laughs> yeah, have snacks? Amazing. I always wonder if like stores like that have snacks. Um, there were no snacks, but that's because we were rental. So you picked out your movies and then you took them away. Uh-huh. And this was like the age of when everyone had a monitor in the in the yeah. headrest of their navigator or whatever. <laughs> it was yeah. Like then, but um when you introduce like viewing booths mm. where people are sticking around yeah. to watch um, uh, the store that did get viewing booths. I wasn't working there at the time, but they got booths. And then a very enterprising employee was like, well, we got to have snacks. And that to me was the most interesting <laughs> thing. Cause wow. I was like, how do you, how do you pick a yeah. snack? Because you want, uh, uh, do you go sweet or savory? Or if you go savory and you go chip it, it, it can't be too loud of a chip, like sound wise or smell wise, because right. a, a poorly placed Dorito was going to fuck up everybody's. It day. also gets right. on your hands right. and exactly. you know, you can't jerk with get, Dorito stuff on your That's hands. what I was you thinking. Really you don't want can't. salt. You don't want salt on your You dick. don't want salt in this these areas. Like, a, like a, so. a blockbuster when you like go to the booth at blockbuster and they have like popcorn and stuff. I figured that would be a great thing at a porn rental place you know yeah well actually people want uh we were like a blockbuster but instead of like snacks our snacks were like lube and cock rings Mm, and yeah um, right right uh quote video head cleaner end quote yeah yeah good old old poppers for our good old old poppers listeners (laughs) it's it's wild to see people just say poppers yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, and that it's so like, yeah, no, we, I, I got poppers and blah blah, and I'm like, yeah, don't you mean liquid incense or something like you're <laughs> yeah, going to right. get it's, arrested? But it's, it's so funny you say that. I remember the first time someone told me about it in New York, I was like, all right, what alley do I have to go to to get these things? And. <laughs> uh-huh. And he was like, no, you just go to like any like, you know, Deli. bodega and yeah. ask for VHS cleaner. And I was like, but is there a code word? They're like, no, it's legal. <laughs> and ultimately, as we all as our listeners know, I I tried it once and hated it. It got a headache within seconds. But um, oh, sure. Yeah. 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 It, it's not for me. Yeah. Um, I um I remember a friend of mine doing it at a club and she was just like, I, everything just sounds like womp, womp, womp. And I'm like, uh, yes. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, I, right. I think that's what it's supposed to do. I yeah. mean, there are other yeah. things, but I feel like you're on the right track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, a little a little fun tidbit. Elliot, 
uh, does not like porn, which I always think is sort oh, of a wait, fun. Friend, I don't dislike porn. Oh, I'm here just... comes the rage. Here he <laughs> I don't dislike porn. I'm just like, it's not particular. I don't really use it or or like yeah. need it. I guess like other other men might. I don't know. I but I don't. <laughs> I don't dislike it. I'm not like, no, anti-porn. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, for, but, for sure. Yeah, I that I totally understand that. Um, Because I, I was not, I got a job there because they were hiring and I needed work. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, mm, I bet the dress code here is lax. <laughs> and that was very important yeah. to me. <laughs> at the time, you know, I was like 25 or 26. I was like, like, I ain't wearing pantyhose for the man no more. Right. <laughs> so that's that's the mindset I'm going into this job with. Um, and so I and also I'm kind of prudish. Mm-hmm. so when i told my sister like hey i got this job at this porn store she was like how are you gonna do that and i said what do you mean and she's like you don't like watching people kiss on television <laughs> and i was like oh that's an excellent point that i did not consider so i'm a little prudish i mean oh. do you i don't know if i want to see it or or, yeah. or what but yeah um how how does that work when you are literally selling like the visual version of, of a yeah. thing that you don't even want to yeah. watch and then right. uh, but you know it's the 90s i'm trying to be cool right so i'm um, i'm doing yeah it's no problem and then after a while you just don't even it just becomes like background yeah so you're yeah. like oh yeah right. no this is this is fine this is fine and it, it actually turns out to be fine um, because you know you enjoy your coworkers and you're having a good yeah. time. You uh, don't even really pay attention to a it. Dick's a dick. But um, yes. so I, a what, dick. one more question because this is really you know porn is really this this is my space. So I what was there ever like a really creepy or gross thing that happened? Like any not not necessarily creepy, but like was there ever like that cliche moment working in a porn store where you were like, yeah, of course, you know. Oh yeah. The mm. the DV the DVD is sticky or what, you know, whatever. Right. Well, there um we had our regulars kind of broke down into like we had regular where like every day or mm-hmm. every other day. Yeah. Um semi-regulars the who are probably home. like two or three times a week, which would normally be regular, but the other guys are like throwing <laughs> very regular, right? very regular. Um, and then there were people who would only come in, you know, uh, a couple of times a month or something yeah. like that. And then folks, you only saw like twice a year. The Elliot and so there was, yeah. there's definitely when I think of the every six months per person, there is one particular customer that I am seeing. Yeah. And one thing about a porn store is you <laughs> expect to see a lot of uh, no offense because I like the dude, but you, you expect to see a lot of Paul Giamatti's. Yeah, right? sure. So what's yeah, surprising yeah. is how many attractive people you see. Yeah. But then when you see someone who's clearly awkward and like, yeah. you're like, oh, yes, of course, we are here for right. you. So right. it was like one of those guys, <laughs> but he would come in and he would get um, he'd buy up all of our magazines mm. and he would get a handle of lube. Oh my God. <laughs> now, when you say a handle of something, you're thinking of like, oh, it's in a jug with a handle. Yes. That of lube. It was so big that the pump was taped to the outside. Wow. Kind of big. And oh then you, yeah, he would buy God. one or two of those every six. And I, 
Huh. I still oh. see when I close my eyes, I still see this guy. <laughs> you say every six months or every six months, yeah. twice wow. a year, he would come in. Yeah. And I'm like, we had just stories of just like, what's his deal? Oh. Yeah. I kind of love him. Just, I kind of love him. I love a Paul. Paul Giamatti I, do it for me. <laughs> I oh do love a Paul Giamatti. This guy wasn't even Paul Giamatti. Yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah, you know this, what this I mean? Poor he man's like, Paul Giamatti. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I imagine that it was like a I think the story that I settled on was he's got a job. He works. He works hard every day. Yeah. <laughs> and then he finally gets enough paid time off to go ahead and have a weekend to himself. Oh, nice. So he's going to do it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get the good lube. Let's get the silicone. Yeah. We're getting the yeah, arrows. Yeah, yeah. We're getting the right, good stuff. Right. right. I, I, can, I can add that, like, my own. I, I didn't work at a porn store, but I worked at a video store as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you really want the like to hear the ick, that was the, the ick was that we had a book called it was the book oh, right. and it was like a it was a, a, a laminated catalog of porn videos would they have that pictures or would you have if to you, pick by title what'd you say did they have pictures or did you have to pick by title because i don't think i could pick by title if it involves porn oh there were pictures yeah. uh and uh it was just like i mean as if, as if it already wasn't awkward enough it was like if I was working, or God forbid, my friend, my best friend at the time, Alice, who was a teenage girl, oh. had to had to get out the book for somebody. It was like mm. that in itself is a a bizarre form yeah. of like it would now be considered probably assault, yeah. you know? <laughs> right. But <laughs> at the it's, time, it's customer service. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's right. Exactly. I, yeah. But I, to, your, to your point, right. Shalai, I, but to, to Shalai was point, I still remember the one guy. His name was Matthew Bad, who would come in. <laughs> And he was this like shrimpy little like Long Island grunge guy, and he would be like, "Can I see the book?" And I was like, no. "Yes, yes, you can see the book." <laughs> did they ever pick anything out for you to order, or did they just want to look at the book? Because notably, with the VHS things, is you know how cassettes, the VHS tapes, eventually just had like a slip cover kind of yeah. covering. Yeah. yeah, these uh still had huge boxes with big plastic trays. Oh. Because you're going to put as many pictures as possible right. on it so that people can decide who their, I like to call them dates, who their dates will be <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for the next couple of nights. And oh. I mean, it was very, uh, you know, it was very uh, quiet. It was like a library a little bit, mm. you know, yeah. like we're uh, we're in the back, like cutting up and singing along with the radio and being goofy. Right. While right. the customers are out here making very important decisions. <laughs> um, so I, I like to think that the store was kind of like a, a, a library in the way that like a strip club was kind of like a church. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, there's right. an altar and offerings right. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, uh, uh, all right. Well, re- I was going to oh, go ahead, Alan. No, I was just going to say I was going to say. The last thing, Brent, the last thing I wanted to ask you, though, before we go, because I have to ask you about it. You do a podcast very similar to ours called War Report, where you talk about pop culture and politics and easy yep. things and whatnot. What's what's where can people find the podcast and what what's it about? It's uh, it's a podcast that I do with uh, another comedian, a great guy named Gastor Almonte. Hmm. He is uh, he's a wonderful storyteller. I believe he won a Webby Award for his Ooh. storytelling. I know a Webby Award winner. And he, um, he's uh, he's from Brooklyn. He's from East New York. He will tell you that 
every time he opens his mouth, <laughs> he will mention that. And, and and he doesn't really have to say it because he also has that accent. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. So you know everything ends with B. Um. So let's talk. Let's get into the news, B. And I'm like, oh, let's do it. And he um, he's great. He's a a streetwise family man, and he has a, a he fancies himself an entrepreneur. So he has a lot of business ideas that are terrible Ooh. and then i am uh <laughs> i am there to just tell them no don't do that please uh-huh. don't do that uh-huh. and we talk about we talk about the news and um and while doing that accidentally tell too much about ourselves that's oh, I um, that. that's like, but oh. it's, it's on all of the all of the stuff it's it, it's the war report it's i it's not nearly as violent as it sounds, right, but Gaspar right. wanted to name it after a rap album that he really oh. loved called The War Report by Capone and Noriega. And he also wanted our artwork to look like the cover of this album. Oh, so wow. I had to go and get fatigues because yeah, it's 90s rap. <laughs> and we took a picture and we had someone design it. And the and our artwork looks just like that album cover. So much so that the first day that we posted the, oh, you <laughs> the right first episode, yeah, someone was like, Mm-mm, that's not, that's too close. Someone, <laughs> oh, wow. And so we had to, so so we were taken down and then we had to change the art to repost oh, it. That's, oh, my God. It was God. just like, yo, it was supposed to be an homage. Yeah, not a complete uh, right, rip. right. <laughs> wow. we love that is incredible. Title. We love a strong title here. I mean, ours is you're making it worse, which is already an accusatory title. So, like, let's war <laughs> right. in there, too. Let's get accused. Yeah, you know, very aggressive. Absolutely. Shal- absolutely. Shalewa Sharp, thank you so much for joining us. When Tell us, tell our listeners when you're doing your show next and where people can find you online. Oh, sure. Uh, I am doing uh, my show. Don't reach in the bag. The next time I'm doing it is um, Memorial Day weekend in Portland, Oregon. Oh, fun. Uh, nice. uh, so, yeah. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I hear they uh, are open minded there. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Um, but uh, I'm on, uh, I guess, all of the important uh, and quote, uh, social media. Um, I'm I'm on everything as uh, at Silky Jumbo, <laughs> all one word, traditional spelling, and um, and I usually will post uh, what I'm doing, what I've got coming up uh, right. on all of those things uh, while I'm at my day job. That's usually what I'm doing. That's awesome. I love that. Thank, thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much you. for joining us. This, this was amazing. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And another thing, um, I had, I had, this was, this was funny recently. I had a couple different dates where, like, look, maybe I'm the one who's being rigid. You, you tell me. When I go on a date, I like to sit down and look at someone and talk. And I've grown enough that I know I don't, we don't have to drink to do that. I prefer it, but we don't have to. But I had two guys within the span of like a month make it so hard to meet because I'd be like, hey, let's play. You know, we chatted on, you know, on Hinge or whatever for the period of time such that you're like, let's just meet and see what the chemistry is. And I'm like, hey, let's meet. Let's 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 get a beer. Like, I don't drink, Um, but I would love to go on a hike. And you're like, all right, I don't like hiking, but I'm happy to go on a hike. And then they were like, oh, let's meet at this one hike that's very difficult for you to get to <laughs> with mass transit. And I'd be like, 
well, why don't we not go on that hike? Can we go on like <laughs> another hike? There was one he was like, let's meet at seven o'clock at this one hill. I don't want to meet at seven o'clock and go on a hike. Yeah, 7 a.m. Like, or p.m.? 7 p.m. Oh, like, <laughs> that's I thought you said that. I thought you meant 7 a.m. I was like, that's uncalled for. But 7 p.m. seems reasonable. I, it, it, it was just like these guys. It was like this like ev- like evolving orb where like every 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 communication, it was like a little bit harder to meet. And by the way, I ultimately met one of them. The other one, <laughs> the other one bailed. Um, <laughs> the other one bailed because uh, he was too tired from the date he went on the day before. Oh he my God. My... He was like, I am so tired from the date I went on last <laughs> night that I can't meet you. <laughs> it was wild. It was, wow. it was pretty aggressively disrespectful, quite frankly. Wow. But anyway, what? so what is it like? Am I being, the, am I being too rigid oh. or... Is this like a weird power game that people are playing with me? I was prepared to say you're being too rigid because you have a history of being too rigid. Um, in in so far as like I remember specifically, there was a date with some guy who had like had wanted to zoom because you don't live in the same city, but you didn't you wanted to zoom at a specific time, but he was out with coworkers or something. Like I, there was, do you remember what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, very well. Yeah, yeah. and well, I mean, and I thought I was like. Well, Brent, he has a life. He doesn't know you. Like, maybe be lenient. But you were like, no, we set this date and I want this date and this time. And I'm like, Brent, like that's being. Well, he kept, no, he kept, he kept pushing it. And it was like, well, he pushed it once. Right, Brent? He was, he had to go out with his coworkers and he wanted to do it at five instead of seven. And you wouldn't budge or something. Yeah. Uh, it's not that I didn't budge. I, I didn't want to meet at five. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to have a Zoom date at five o'clock before he went out with his coworkers. But for what reason? Because that's like a weird, bizarre. I mean, it, it, I it's like it. I, I don't want to feel like I'm being scheduled like, in, scheduled and shoved yeah. into a time slot. I want it to be like, oh, I've been looking for. By the way, this is the guy I chatted with for like eight months on social media. Sure. And by the way, we met. We met. He's a he's a fantastic person. We we worked it out. But like this was this was another good example of like. It, it, it was challenging. It was like when I choose to meet someone, um, I guess, I don't know, like when I'm when I put something in my calendar, I fucking never cancel. And that's I don't why, like I'm not wishy-washy. And- that's where you're too rigid because A, it's Los Angeles. And even though he wasn't in Los Angeles, it is Los Angeles. People are right. very sporadic with schedules. I mean, we're friends with Elliot Glazer. We know this experience. We know- I mean, he sh- I mean, he shows up four hours late. Yes. So what I'm saying is if you have no real history with a person, like sure you've chatted for a long time and everything, but you've never met in person. And this is like something with his like coworkers that he cannot get out of that like maybe is a work, you don't know the circumstances around it. In that situation, I'd be a little bit more flexible. But in this situation with the dude you just, you just described, I think he's just a douchebag who like, 7 p.m. is not a weird hour to go on a hike. That's That's fine. But the suggestion of a hike when you could easily go get coffee or tea or some like something non-alcoholic like, you could do anything you could do anything why do people want to go on hikes with strangers like why would you want to baffling to me i don't understand it and i i i don't think seven o'clock is a, a bad it's to me it's a weird time to go on a hike especially if it's like gonna get dark i, I just find it very odd right, it, right. i would think you would like that, that. that to me is what's yeah. odd 
I, I, I do. I, I, I do personally like that, but not on a first date. It's very yeah. odd. I yeah. just feel like at this point, I, I'm more with Brent. I'm like, I, I, I don't want to feel squeezed into your schedule. I don't want to. Brent also, for whatever reason, you, you do get like these assholes who just <laughs> disrespect you at every turn. It, like the guy who told you he had, he couldn't meet up because his, his heart was giving him problems no, or these guys. He was a liar. Or this, he, he was like a perpetual liar. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. He was a perpetual liar. Yeah. Or guys who say to you, they're like too tired, too tired. I'm sleepy. I'm too tired. It's like you, you, you know, the idea of somebody passing out at six p.m. Yeah, it's just it's also childish, and that and that yeah. to me is what it's all about. It's like if you're that childish, then you, I don't want to, I don't want to meet you in the first place. You know, when somebody acts that way, but yeah. God, yeah, I, I'm I, once, once you like a little bit accommodating because this is a new person and they haven't met you because you can only say so much in in texts and chats and stuff. So like you you don't know this person and if they meet you well then maybe they'll loosen up and stop being such of a dick you that's know true I'm, if you are more casual in terms of letting being more loose in the plans and open to different things well then maybe after they meet you they'll be like oh well he's a lovable grump i'll i'll i'll, I'll abide by his 7 p.m rule or whatever it is you know what i <laughs> lovable grump you are uh, you are i mean but but i i think the complexity is like while I'm complaining to you guys, my messages to these guys are not like in the same vein where, you know, I, I, I was willing to go on those hikes. I just was like, at one point I was this one guy, I was like, look, I'm going to have to take a bus to a mile and a half walk to go on what no. would be a three hour, what will be a three mile hike, mile and a half back to a bus. He probably was like taking uh, right. like also ridiculous. Yeah, right. Don't judge how I live my life. Let's just meet at a respectable spot that's good for each other. It's about right. compromise. That, that, that's that's how I felt. We, and and by the way, we did. We ended up meeting down the block. <laughs> oh my god! I, I made him. I made him come to me because uh, it, it it had become too complicated. Well, how did it go? How did it go? Uh, it was actually good. He was he was really smart. And um, <laughs> I like how- as I've talked about on the podcast. You'll oh, go ahead, Alan. Complain about him. Like you'll lead with how much of like a dick this person is, and how like like how bad he's he lovely. And then at the end, you're like, oh yeah, we met. He's great. We're going on a second date. Oh, he was a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and we've talked about in the podcast how I I now define myself as a side, um, and sexually that is, and that is certainly not what a lot of people want. <laughs> yeah. So he was he was one of those where he was like, oh yeah, what does that mean? And then when I explained it, he's like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> um, but we, we got along. I mean, we got along actually really well and he was very nice. And But uh, the, the way his sort of body language shifted after I told him oh, I was no. aside, I was, I was like, I'm going to put the ball in his court yeah. because this seems to be a pretty fundamental issue to him. Um, and I, I haven't heard back, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was fun. I mean, I, that's the thing I like, I like first dates. This is to me, that's like, it's all, it's all downhill because <laughs> I like get meeting someone for the first time and like interviewing them and asking lots of questions and learning cool things and seeing what we have in common. I enjoy that part yeah. actually. I can see how admitting your aside is, it can be a difficult because like, no matter how controversial of a topic it is, people love anal sex. They just love it. I mean, it's mm. like. It's a weird identification of how a lot of gay men are. And I can imagine that's probably difficult for, for meeting different guys. They're weird. They're weird. Yeah. Well, it's definitely been, I mean, I think it's 
and and maybe you can attest to this brand but i feel like it's been perpetuated that you're supposed to yeah. love it you're supposed to have a predilection right. for it and if you don't that's just it's almost like a i don't know yeah you're doing you're doing some people say awful things when in the past when i've told them i'm like yeah i just don't like love anal and and people will be like, oh, that's so sad. And it would always make me so mad and oh, feel so, so like demeaned and belittled. I actually met a guy this week who I, I you know, I, I now have this on my profile, but a lot of people still don't know what it means. But we were talking about being aside and everything. And this guy was like, yeah, he's like, I hated anal for like the first eight or 10 years. And oh, I'm my like, God. I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like. Yeah, I mean, you you are really good at, <laughs> you know, sticking to it. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm shocked that someone who didn't like it put up with it for eight or ten years and until he finally started liking it. But yeah, maybe wow. need, you know, yeah, yeah, maybe need the right the right guy. <laughs> may, maybe Elliot needs to write a book to teach us all how to do this. You know, what's the what's the opposite of side? Unhinged. <laughs> what would your aunt say brent what would your aunt ramona say about something she heard on today's show uh, actually believe it or not your uncle hamilton has some avant-garde lustern underwear <laughs> my aunt joanne would say if it's not a tj maxx i'm not interested right <laughs> <laughs> uh can you imagine if andrew christian was at tj maxx i would love yeah. it oh my god what about aunt ann my aunt ann would say you know calories don't count when your dad dies <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> oh brother guys join All our right. patreon well, patreon.com slash you're making it worse this you guys can Literally, we always forget to do it at the beginning of the episode. So we'll we're just let's look for it at the end and join it. It's fun. We that's, yeah. we'll continue doing it at the end. It's fun. Uh, it's fun. And I, I think as we've said in the past, everyone who joins what is it, Alan? They get, I think, a, a poster of Elliot with his legs spread. Yeah. Oh my right? god. Whole <laughs> pics from Elliot Glazer. So Patreon.com. Oh, <laughs> gaping yuck. yuck it's just yuck. like it's like my, my favorite thing in the world you know my our, our dear friend who has you know a healthy sex life like just mentioning whole pick in like the most cartoonish sense he's like ew yuck <laughs> like, i, I right, hate that Elliot. term oh he's, he's like he's a he's a child on you know he's He's like a child on the podcast, but when he's when he's in the streets, he's unhinged. You know, <laughs> Unhinged. <laughs>